right, welcome to the Mail-In Podcast, the first ever Mail-In Podcast. This is episode one. Coming to you live from Austin, Texas, I am Dylan Shivery, your host, along with my co-host here, Sally Young. Hello, Dylan. Sally, how are you doing today? I'm actually feeling quite optimized really? today. Really? Tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about that. How so? Well, I'm on Whole30, and I'm like halfway through. Oh, yes, through. you and Will. Yeah, we're on the Whole30, and I'm on like day 16, and I... I feel great. I had a butter coffee, had a huge smoothie. I'm very, very with it. Speaking selfishly, I'm ready for you guys to be done with Whole30. I think I'm a lot of people of, are. sick of A, hearing about it. Uh, I don't feel like I talk about it that much. I just talked about it. Okay. Your boyfriend does. And two, y'all are not as much fun. Y'all don't well, come a lot out. of people are doing dry January. I want to get a beer with you. I want to get a beer with you, and I can't do it, and it sucks. He can have saying. a water or like a That's sparkling beverage. That's not as fun beverage. as my point. Yeah, okay. All right, here's something nobody is ready for. We have a producer on this show. You know him very well. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to let him introduce himself. It me. It's Dave. <laughs> we got Dave on the mic. No one saw that coming. Dude, fuck Whole30. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no one saw this coming. I'm happy that you are doing it. Hey, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm, I'm, I love doing this. So Dave's, Dave's role in this, I mean, it's going to be, Sally and I can be the ones answering questions mostly, but Dave is going to have a mic in front of him the whole time. If I'm steaming, I'll, I'll he's, chime in. He's going to talk whenever he sees fit. And, you know, Dave's a star behind the mic. I've always said that. So that's a huge addition for the show. I'm so excited for it. Dave, thanks for doing it. You know, I'd, I'd love to captain your ship any day. Wow, that's big of you. <laughs> huge. Uh, before we get into the actual questions that we're going to get into today, well, I've never done a podcast with Sally. The only other time she's done one, I think I was. I, was I actually took your out of town. place. I forgot this about is a that. First, I hope mm-hmm. we have fun and easy banter as well. Well, honestly, of course, Dave, I feel like we're going to clash a lot, and that might be fun great. for other people. That might be my role here is just to be a foil for Sally. Of course, Sally was my next guest on the formerly named Mailbag Podcast, but of highly course, requested. But of course, that show got canceled. So she never yeah, actually got to a do it. A lot of the blogs were saying that's why. Yeah, because Sally was coming Because up. I was going to be on. That's why it got and canceled. She's, she's too controversial. Solid. She's got hot takes. All right, before we get into the questions today, please, please, please follow Mail-In Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And also find us on iTunes and Spotify. Just search for the Mail-In Podcast. Might even... Spotify is a little bit different. It was harder for me to find it on Spotify. I don't know why. But search Mail-In and then maybe Dylan. I think it'll take you there. Subscribe. Rate, review. Five stars, please. Help us climb the charts. It's, it's really important we climb the charts up front to get more eyeballs on it um, and help us grow. So please do that. Uh, the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Again, answer, or we're going to answer any questions you ask. As long as it's relatable or funny or, or interesting or entertaining, we're going to talk about it. All topics are on the table. Uh, if you don't like the sound of your voice and you like to leave a question, uh, you can write into us too. If you go to our Twitter or Instagram bio, there's a link there for you to do that. There's a little form. It's really easy. And we will get that in our inbox. I think you should save it to your phone, the hotline number, so that whenever you just are driving in the car and have a random question, you just call in. And it's a good idea. That's So we're always available to answer your questions. 888-362-6245. Four or five. But you have to call it. You can't just text it, right? Like you have to yeah, call. It, it, it's it will a, it's not a hotline a only. Message. Okay. Yeah. And for the record, eight 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 three six two M A L E is probably something completely different. It's yeah. probably M-A-I-L. Like male prostitutes. If you call yeah, it. be M-A-L-E. careful. Thanks for pointing that out, Dave. 
All right, today we have five voicemails, and we have four emails. Dave is going to be reading the emails today. Yep, nobody sweet, reads better than me. Sweet, yeah. buttery voice of Dave. All right, here is the first voicemail. Hey, guys. Uh, so glad to have you back. Um, I have a very quick question, and it is, uh, how soon is too soon to introduce someone to your dog? Thanks. Happy to have you back. Okay, how soon is too soon to introduce someone to your dog? Sally, you want to start on this one? Not soon enough. I Day day one. I mean, personally, I'm a big dog person. We all know that. Everyone's seen how beautiful Rosie is. And Will and I got her together, but had I been single and had her, I would be introducing her to everyone because she is a beautiful, beautiful specimen. Yeah, unless your dog's just an absolute monster and is very poorly behaved. I don't know why you wouldn't do it as soon as possible. And also, if I was dating someone and they had a cool dog, I'd want to meet that dog immediately, yeah. I feel like. A dog is different from having a child. Agreed. I have a child. So I have to wait because if this person isn't going to be around for a while, I don't mm-hmm. want the homie to be like, hey, why did you know so-and-so stop coming around? Because right. he's old enough. He gets it now. He remembers all all that shit. So... Very, very different for me. But if you, a dog, especially if your dog's tight, like Rosie or Randy too, yeah. do it right away. That's only a plus. Man, if I was single and I had Randy, it would be tough because Randy's a great dog, but Randy has some habits, mainly uh, being fully torqued when he meets somebody, that would be a little awkward. That's not awkward. It's not? No. No, that's not awkward. Dude, well, Ran- you know what's awkward? Rosie's also going through that stage, even though she's fixed, but she humps my leg every day. Like... <laughs> can't just be doing that to people so i guess read the situation with your dog like is your dog cool yes then you need to introduce that dog to everyone plus dogs it's different than kids like dylan said dogs love everyone and then they have an attention span of like nothing so they'll forget that they met that person and then be just as psyched to see them like the next time whereas you know there's a lot more at stake when when you have a child yeah a lot more at stake i mean dogs and children are a little bit different yeah we, uh, me and my ex, we actually have rules in place so to, uh, per, you know, avoid stuff like that happening. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a dog, a dog's tight. Let me ask you guys both this question. Would you date someone who was not a dog person? So, or who was even awkward around oh, dogs? Oh, wow. This is a two for question. It's just, we're getting uh, into something totally different and I'm down. What do you think, Dylan? They would have to have some serious redeeming qualities because dogs, I, w- I will always want a dog around you know, pretty, you know, for the rest of my life. I don't have one currently, but I, cause it's, it's not the right time for me to have a dog, but I'm going to get one eventually. You know, a dog is always going to be a part of my life. If they can be around the dog and, and tolerate it and enjoy it without having to be a dog person, then I could maybe get by with that. But I think for me, no, only because I have Rosie, but if I didn't already have a dog, it's like, is that something I'm going to be missing out on? I don't know. I love dogs. I love Rosie even more now that I have her. But had Will not wanted to get a dog, I mean, honestly, I probably still would have gotten her anyway. Yeah, they so. would have to be cool with me having a dog, even though they're not dog people. That's, yeah. All right, here comes voicemail number two. Hey, Dorn. It's Christian and Courtney from Purdue. We missed you. Uh, we want to know when these Circling Back t-shirts are coming out. Okay, love you. Bye. Circling back T-shirts. Uh, we we met about this yesterday. Actually, we talked about it. 
Dave, you can obviously speak to this too. We're working on them. Uh, it's it's going to be very, very soon. Hopefully, we have some concepts in mind and some T-shirts in mind that we're kicking around, and they will be available at circlingbankpodcast.com. Um, I'm going to be optimistic and say you can make a purchase within two weeks. That's pretty Is that lofty? Two Is that lofty? Weeks. Three maybe? How about a month? Wow. Okay, a month. Are we going to have We're working mail in M-A-L-E-N? <laughs> just kidding. Uh, podcast shirts, like mostly just my face on it. We're gonna people. we're gonna have some mail in merch too eventually, mm-hmm. but we're gonna focus on circling back now. You can DM me if you want a shirt with my face on it, giving you advice. So that's Sally Young at a. You can't just at Sally you Young. Y'all should recreate the uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors album cover. What does that one look like? I'll show you later. Okay. It'd be really weird, but y'all should do it. Yeah, Dave says a month out. That's that's probably more. more I'm realistic. underselling. I think it'll be sooner, but you know, I just don't that's want a people, time people to be disappointed. You're right. Uh, under promise over delivered isn't that what they say mm-hmm. yep okay a month but be looking for it it's gonna be a, what we have right now is pretty good I'm excited I'm excited about it Dave read that email for us we got an email here that means I'm in here what are your feelings about girlfriends being included in rounds when you're out with friends the situation I've been running into recently is that in this four person regular going out group Two of them have regular girlfriends that come out 100% of the time they come out. They include the girlfriends in the rounds, but the girls don't actually buy their parts of the round. This means that for every four beers I drink, I actually have to buy six beers, making my night 50% more expensive. What are your feelings on this and how to handle it? I want to emphasize that this is an every weekend occurrence. I wouldn't care if this happened every once in a while so that I could stay on the girlfriend's good sides. But when it's every weekend, it feels very unfair. Dave, you crushed that. Does his math check out? His yeah. math is correct. Okay, good. That was impressive He's math. not discorrect? Is that what you said? I said his math is oh, correct. Discorrect is good discorrect. Like, that's But he's not discorrect. Um, this is interesting. I Again, one of these scenarios that you don't really put much thought into and like doesn't become a topic of discussion until someone actually like puts in front of your face and I enjoy those a lot. So I have several takes on this. First of all, stop buying drinks like this. This is a pretty easy fix in my opinion. Why don't, if you're going to just be buying rounds, you go and start your own bar tab. I know that Austin is a little bit different than some cities where you go... Some people don't like starting bar tabs in other cities because they keep your credit card. Austin is one of those cities. What is the deal with that? Why haven't other, other cities caught on to that? I don't know. If if somebody is going to take my credit card and not give it back to me, then I'm just going to leave that card at a bar. In Let me interrupt it. real quick. To to talk about what's at Sally's point, in Austin, if you go up to a bar, and this is probably 90% of bars in Austin that do this. If you go up to a bar in Austin and you order a drink and start a tab, well, they say, do you want to close out now or you want to start a tab? Oh, I want to start a tab. And they say, okay. They swipe your card and they give it right back to you. So there's no leaving bar or your your card at the bar. Right. Other cities aren't doing this. I don't get it. So it's maybe so that's nice. the only reason why, but you're obviously having to pay for each time you do a round. I stop buying each other rounds and just start your own tab. That's the easiest fix. Yeah, this isn't a, a regular practice for anyone that I go out drinking with. Occasionally, like, yeah, like, I'll get the, this round, you'll get the next one. But right. it's usually just, like, a group of, like, me and, you know, three other guys or something. We're just having a couple beers. But my other thought about this being a girl is, and maybe this is growing up in the South, 
if we all went out together and say it's the two of y'all, Will, I don't know who else, and I'm the only girl there and someone's going to buy a round of drinks, I mean, hopefully Will would just do it. But I don't think it's improper to just buy the girl a drink <sighs> or whatever else is going on. Like, But what he's saying is that it's happening. So they're four friends. Yeah. They're doing four rounds. Like each person's buying around. This is going like. But so the girls every are never person, actually pitching and in. And the girls are never rounds. pitching in. To me, that the easiest fix is everyone does their own tap. Yes. Or honestly, I mean, the the guys with the girlfriends should be starting their own tabs with their girlfriends and not participating in this round yes. thing. Yes. If this is an every weekend occurrence, the guy who brought the girlfriend and the girlfriend who's with the guy, they're sorry. This mm-hmm. is a shit move on their behalf. You can't do that. You can't sit by what people are buying your drinks and only pitching in, which is essentially 50% of what you actually owe the group. So if you're the guy and if you're going to be buying drinks for your girlfriend, I'm like, that's cool. But you need to do it on your own tab. Or, or here's a great solution. Find a girl that you like that's not your girlfriend, but is a friend that's a girl. Bring her out. Let her get free drinks and then have her Venmo you at the end of the night. Now you're making money. There it is. I'm so glad I don't really encounter this. Yeah, we don't, have, we don't do, we don't do this. I, I do find, I find this scenario a little interesting. I feel like when we go out, like say we all go to Matsell Rancho, I'm going to buy everyone a Marg on my card or whatever, but people are going to get me back and I'm not that concerned about it or I just Venmo everyone. I don't think I've ever been in a scenario where we all go out and it's like, oh, it's Dave's turn. Oh, it's Doran's turn. Oh, it's Will's turn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, here's a question. As a female... In 2019, do you expect to go out and have all of your drinks paid for at this point? Only if I'm in Vegas. Okay. Literally. I mean, yeah. no. Will and I split pretty much everything equally. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the last time we went out, I bought everyone around. Just, I mean. And, he, and I think pretty much all girls that I know that I would, you know, conceivably go out and have drinks with, I think they would be more than willing to pay for their own drinks right. or pitch in around if it, if that's the format we were using. This is a weird one to me. But yeah, well, those, talk those to your friends. Are, yeah, yeah, they're sorry. Start your own tax. I need to bring it up with them. Let's shift gears here. Yo, Dill, love the pods. This past Wednesday, I got laid off from my job as my company got rid of about 20% of the corporate office employees. They're giving some severance pay, but I'm two days into the unemployment life and trying to stop myself from going crazy. I know, unfortunately, you've got some experience with this life and just wondering what your tips are on how to be as productive as possible after being laid off. I'm also a married guy, so I'm curious what the female perspective is on a situation like this, as I don't want my wife to think I'm just laying around being a piece of shit all day while looking for a new job. You should do what Dave and I did, which is, you know, you get laid off and you immediately join the most expensive gym in town, of course. Yeah, uh, but we spend a lot of time there. My move is to run around town being the biggest piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Dave and I, obviously, we got laid off um, in November. And my situation was a little bit different because I wasn't like, okay, I got to immediately start finding a, like, looking for a job because I kind of knew that this is what we were going to be doing is starting back up something media related. So I wasn't like, you know, on those job search websites looking for shit to apply to so it's a little bit different for me i was kind of waiting for the right moment to get this thing off the ground and i just spent my time like i said going to the gym and being active a little bit 
Having severance was nice, though. So I have not been laid off, but I have been without a job due to starting school or something like that. Um, One, I think... For me personally, I went crazy just sitting in my house and I love to veg. Like I love to watch TV, do nothing. But after three days, I had to get out. So I don't I don't think there's a problem with you being unemployed and trying to find work and taking your time because especially if you have been like putting in all the hours of the company and you are, you know, need a break, I think take the time. But for the female perspective, if that were Will or somebody that I was married to or dating, I think me going to work and putting in all this time and you staying at home doing nothing would probably get a little bit annoying. Yeah, get off the couch. Do look, something. Look like pick a hobby. Trying, look like you're trying to pick But also, back up. or have a frank conversation with your wife and say, like, I'm going to take this month and figure out what I want to do. You know, is that okay with you? As long as she knows, like, this is my plan and... This is how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to take some time for myself first. I think she's not going to fault you or, or think that you're lazy or anything like that. But you've got to like pick a hobby, going to the gym, or like whittling or art. I don't know. But also, Huge there, whittling guy there aren't a whole here. lot of pla- like places you can go to like kill your kill the day. I mean, so you're going to be at home a lot, obviously, because you don't have anywhere to report to, anywhere to go, aside for like you know go out to lunch in the gym. But you can't do that all day. So you're going to be home for a little bit, and that's just part of the deal. You can't be And also, active. if you're going to be at home all day, let me just say this, now that Will works at home, um, it is so great to come home to like a clean house. He's done like dishes and laundry, because he, I don't have time to do that. And if he's at home yeah. and has time, it I don't even think about the fact that he's sitting at home all yeah, day. Yeah, he wrote about this on, uh, page, on Patreon, actually. If you want to support us, you can go to Patreon slash circling back. And uh, subscribe. But yeah, he wrote, a, he wrote a column on there talking about how working from home, he said the place is just immaculate now. It is immaculate. Way to go, Will. Good for you, Will. Put together some kind of in-home workspace. That's yeah. a good way to, to make you more productive. Even like the act of creating a workspace, it puts off, Sure, I'm going to grind vibes. And that's one thing I miss from my new place doesn't have a workspace. My old place did, and it was so nice. Now I just set up my, my dining room table as my office and it's pretty bootleg that works too i'm it not one bootleg. of those people that can work from a couch because uh, no. it's too much it's i need, too I need a, something separate i need to be sitting upright yes yeah absolutely let's talk about underwear more specifically let's talk about meundies uh it's val- valentine's day is right around the corner as we all know coming up in wow just like three weeks and uh meundies has you covered when it comes to everything valentine's day so rather than spending all that money going out to fancy restaurants and blowing 150 bucks Maybe hang out in your underwear all night, Dave. On the couch we were just talking okay. about. You know what I'm saying? And of course, Meundies has the coveted micromodal fabric that is three times softer than cotton and it feels like heaven against your skin. Did you know that, Dave? I know it all too well. I've always said very few things that you need to, you know, maybe shell out a little bit more for when it comes to quality. Underwear is definitely one of them. You if can't you go, be bootleg underwear you got to have nice underwear all the time if you go from standard cotton like just you know your everyday brand underwear to something like me undies you'll you'll know what i'm talking about you'll never ever go back it just feels different it just feels different dave they have stuff for women too do you know that i know actually i'm pretty sure they have like matching sets which is a great valentine's gift they have matching valentine's 
print, yes. His and her. His, His and, her. and hers. Yeah. You can get a you can get a thong off. I'm pretty sure they have. <laughs> okay. If you want if you're into that. You just gave me a real creepy look. I'm it's a fine. I'm a box I'm a boxer brief guy. I, I have been for a minute. I, I totally agree with you here. I think you're wearing underwear every single day. This is live like one of life's little luxuries. Like get get nice underwear. You have to. You have to. It makes such a huge difference in like your whole day outlook if you're putting on nice underwear versus like your gross ratty like laundry pair. If if they're 100 percent cotton, they're gonna stretch, and by the end of the day, they're like yeah. fitting loosely. It's just it's not a good look, and not it's not comfortable. You want high quality stuff. You that have to. It's gonna stay good. Man, they have lounge pants too and onesies. I didn't know that. Just are you gonna get a Valentine's Day onesie off? Maybe. I. Who's stopping me? No one. And the world made, is yours. They're made from the same micromodal fabric, Dave. That's crazy. Right now, if you go to MeUndies.com slash mail-in, M-A-I-L-I-N, again, MeUndies.com slash mail-in, you will get 15% off your first pair, and you'll get free shipping. That's a hell of a deal. Great deal. All right. Next voicemail. Dorn, an unnamed guest. How have you been? I feel like a month or two ago, I, I, I lost the best friend, and now you're back. I'm going to ask the question we, uh, we're all wondering, how's the leg? What's the recovery process been like, and how are you, uh, how are you working to get back in tip-top physical shape? Like, we all know the, uh, we all know the uh, athlete that you are. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm just excited to, to, to have you back. Anyway, have a good day. That dude's really excited. Yeah, thanks for how the question. How is your leg? My leg is good, I think. So right now... It, I feel zero pain in it. I can walk around normally, um, and I don't feel any pain whatsoever. However, it just doesn't feel like it used to. Something feels a little bit... I just don't trust it yet. Um, I'm not running on it. I'm not jumping. I'm doing like lightweight leg exercises, you know, weightlifting. Mm-hmm. I don't trust it yet, but it feels fine. I'm going to put on my stethoscope for a second, yeah. and this is medical talk with Sally now. Yeah. When you first hurt your leg. Sure. And I I watched the video and I said, you have a tibial plateau fracture is yeah. what I told you. And I <laughs> thought you were going to have to get surgery. And I turned out to be wrong because I'm not an orthopedic surgeon. But what happened? You broke your fibula? Here's the, the official diagnosis I got. And I went to the orthopedist that you recommended. So thank you for that, Sally. They're also the orthopedic surgeons for noted uh, Westlake High School football. Wow. Shouts to Some uh, alumni, maybe... Drew Brees. Nick Foles, Drew Brees, Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Just tip top. The official diagnosis was a fractured fibula. And okay. it was pretty high up, kind of basically right behind my knee is where it happened. And he said, wear this brace for four weeks um, everywhere you go, and then you should be good to go. He said, don't run on it. Don't jump. And this was early November, so it's been a, it's been a while, and it's it feels fine, but I just don't, I haven't tested it yet, and I, I'm afraid to. Did you wear the brace for all four weeks? Yes. And I okay. still wear it to the gym. Okay. When I'm, you know, being active. Did you get a handicapped parking spot? No, I don't, I don't need that. You I'm needed just, it. You could have. You Here's a story I haven't told yet. And I hope it's okay. I think it's okay. Dave, maybe you can tell me to shut up if I need to. But um, so the doctor told me, like, you need to get an MRI to make sure there's no structural, you know, ligament damage. Right. Which... I had every intention Because you of can't doing. tell ligament damage on an x-ray. You have to... 
Get them right. So I'm at the office one day, and I believe, I believe this was on Tuesday, November 13th, Tuesday or Monday, Monday or Tuesday, anyway, whatever that day that is. And I was on the phone with the MRI people. I was scheduling the MRI, and they were talking about all the costs involved. I think the costs, uh, including insurance, insurance covered part of it, but it was like 620 bucks. Like MRIs damn. are expensive. It's like, damn, that's pretty expensive. Oh, well, this is my knee. I need to take care of it. So I was like, I was on hold, actually. And as I'm on hold, true story, I got an email from our boss saying, "Meet. we have a meeting at 9 a.m. the next morning. And it was just, the tone of the email was just very ominous. And I was like, fuck, something not good is going to happen during this meeting. Um, I better save my money right now because I don't know what's going to happen. So I literally hung up the phone with the MRI people right then and there. Um, like, let me do it tomorrow after I see what this meeting is about. And of course, that's a meeting that eventually led to us being laid off. So I never got an MRI because of that. I mean, I probably should do it still. You know, I'm going to have to pay a lot for it, I think. You know, so you have new health insurance now, though, right? Yeah, but it's it's it not like catastrophic. It's insurance? not awesome. It's not great. It's not great. Um, it might just be worth calling up the doc and just saying, like, I never got the MRI. You think I'm good or, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I should I'll probably. I'll talk to some peeps. I we'll should see. probably make sure that there's no, you know. The whole point, though, I think that people want to know is that you're not hobbling around. You're, yeah, you're I, better. I walk completely normally, and there's no pain whatsoever. But I just don't trust it yet, and be, it just feels like it's not as strong as it once was. I don't trust my knees, and I haven't even hurt myself. So as I'm part, as I'm aging, maybe it's just part like of me being a guy in his mid thirties who broke his leg, late forties, whatever. Well, same thing. <laughs> I can't escape those jokes. No, you can't. Not yeah. even on your pod. They got me Sorry. pretty good earlier. Yeah. No, I think the knees are the first thing you stop to trust on your body. Yeah. Like for me, and I've never had any major knee injuries. Like I don't trust my knees. I think my days of grabbing rim are over though. We'll see. They just finished that quarter lifetime though. It's pretty. They it's did. pretty tight in there. I saw some dudes balling yesterday. Yeah. All right. We got, got an explain. email. Yeah. Let's do the email. Okay. Dylan. Should you throw a bachelor party for your boy when it's his second marriage? Of course, I want an excuse to rage, but I don't want to make him uncomfortable. The last part of that about making him, making him un- uncomfortable, you need to throw that part out the window. That, that doesn't matter. He's not going to be uncomfortable. I mean, if your, boy, if your boys want to throw you a bachelor party, you're going to be thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. But it's your second marriage, in my opinion... You should do something for a bachelor party, but you don't. You don't need to go hard like you did your first time around. You don't. First marriages, bachelor parties get to be Vegas, Scottsdale, New Orleans, New Orleans, beach, full Cabo. golfing weekend, etc. Second bachelor parties get to be a nice steak dinner or you know thirty six holes of golf on one day. Yes, it's not a three day affair. Don't get on a plane. I would say I, for your I, second I agree time with around. Don't get on a plane unless like all your friends are spread out and you want an excuse or even even second bachelor party. I don't hate the move of like, oh, it's wedding weekend. Everyone come in on Thursday. We're going to play golf all day. Like, I still think that's OK as well. So almost like a, an old school bachelor party, old school bachelor party. It does not need to be the Thursday to Sunday affair that most bachelor bachelorette parties are now. Absolutely. I feel like our generation millennials have uh, potentially ruined bachelor parties. I agree with you. Like, cause now it's just so over the top and 
if you like destination weddings, you're just you're gonna go into some serious debt if you want to do both. Yeah. What about people who have a second big wedding? I, I've always thought about that. You know, to me, um, it, I think it just depends on the situation. Sure. How'd your first marriage end? What's going on with the two people who are getting married? If that's really and like your wedding it's, is it's about maybe you, her first wedding too, right? And she might want to do a big. Exactly. I mean, Dylan, you've been married before. If and when you get remarried, do you want a bachelor party, and how do, would you want it to go? I down? want a very low key bachelor party with maybe seven, eight people. Mm-hmm. One day golf, um, just kind of painting the town a little bit, low key. And I, if I had to do my wedding again, I want to do again small destination. I want to go to the beach probably and do it like that. Right. Um, but of course, if it, I'm open to whatever she wants to do. If it's her first and she wants to blow it out and do a big one, eh, okay. You should probably get what you want since it's your right. I don't. I don't think your friend is going to be uncomfortable if you throw him a bachelor party, but it may be a little over the top to do full Vegas strippers going to Spearmint Rhino, doing the whole thing. You don't need to do that. <laughs> uh, like Spearmint. That's first marriage stuff. Okay. Do you know that the the dancers at Spearmint Rhino pay two hundred bucks a night to work there? They pay to work there. They pay to work there. They make they make that up in tips very very quickly. Have you been to Spearmint Rhino? Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. It's wild. Have you? Mm-hmm. It's wild, isn't it? I yeah. It's yeah. it's it's over the top. I was like hiding in the corner. So. There's like one stripper per patron. There's so many. They're everywhere. It's crazy. We should offer that to our patrons. Via <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. Yeah, they get their their five bucks worth for sure. Wow. All right, next voicemail. Hey, Dylan. Welcome back. So my fiancé and I are planning our wedding, and his grandparents are extremely Baptist and are against drinking. Well, we both agree we want to have an open bar at our wedding since ones without them are lame, but we don't really know how to go around not having it within there. So they're paying for a significant portion of the wedding, and they're also sending us on our honeymoon. So I was hoping you had some thoughts as to how we should approach this um, and still have the wedding that wedding and reception that we want to have. Let me know what you think. Thanks. Okay, scenario. Grandparents are paying for most of the wedding and the honeymoon, and they don't want drinking there. How do you proceed is basically what she's saying. This is a hard one because they're the ones paying for it. And I don't really know the full situation. You know, uh, is there anyone else who can pay for it? Did they offer to, or this is like the only way y'all are having a wedding. You need to somewhat go by their wishes because they're, it's their money. But at the same time, it's also your wedding. And it, I mean, I wouldn't want to have a dry wedding personally um have you been to a dry wedding before i have not dave have you i have not i have and guess what it sucked i can it was imagine really really bad the dance floor no one even made a move for the dance floor the entire time right it was bad 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 no one had fun well, so some of my thoughts about this i and i i've had actually friends who are in this situation 
before. Um, you could try to compromise with just beer and wine. I think even adding beer and wine helps people loosen up a little bit. Um, you could see if they would be okay with the cash bar, like then they're not paying for the alcohol. And I think anybody here would agree, you know, cash bars aren't, aren't ideal, but it's better than being kept at a totally dry wedding. I'm okay with the compromise angle. Uh, try to make them happy while keeping your guests and yourself happy. Um, I've always had the stance of your wedding, your rules. You should be in control of every single decision. If someone's upset, they weren't invited. Don't pay any mind to that. Who cares? It's not about them. Everything is about you and whoever you're marrying and you guys being happy. Do whatever you can to, if you want alcohol at your wedding, then have alcohol at your wedding. And you have to, people have to understand that, that even though they might not, I know they're giving you money, they might not want you to have alcohol at your wedding, but it's not about what they want. It's literally 100% about what you want. If they're going to pull funds, then you need to find a way to, right. to cover I, that. I think... You have to respect them in some sense because they're paying for it, though. So, well, of course, I'm not saying you, you're cold about it. Like, no, this is how it's going to be. But so, you got to talk to them. Like, look, this is what we want. It's right. going to make us happy. Be as honest with them as you can. Hopefully, your fiance is the one doing this since it's his grandparents. Maybe his parents can help you out there too. Um, try to compromise. If they're going to pull funds, then see. I mean, I don't know what kind of situation y'all are in. You could always. Do a reception that ends early and then go somewhere else, like a bar, have a bar tab, something like that. that yeah. There's, I mean, a comp- there's a You can compromise. We I went to a wedding where my friend's grandfather paid for a lot of it, and he was not a big drinker, and we really didn't... I, I think that he left pretty early, and I feel like that was when a lot of people actually started drinking. It was more of like a respect thing because we knew. Um, but I don't think he didn't pay for it. I don't know. It's it's a hard situation because it's his family. It'll be your family. You want to respect them, especially since they're being really generous. But like Dylan said, it's your wedding. So you should do what you want to do and have the time that you want to have. My guess is the compromise you're going to reach with your grandparents is they're not going to want to pay for alcohol. So maybe a cash bar is the move or you cover alcohol yourselves. Right. That's probably a pretty fair compromise. And some venues let you bring in the alcohol so you can go somewhere like some big box store, I think, in Austin would be like Specs and buy a ton of alcohol yeah. and then bring it in. So. Yeah. I mean, for reference, I think for Firefest they dropped two mil on alcohol. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, I mean, it could get a little bit out of hand if you're not careful. Well, if you're buying Firefest qual- like quantities of alcohol... Um, please invite us to your wedding. I would love to be there. Please. $2 million on booze and then cheese bread sandwiches. Yeah. Not the move. I think y'all need to just find new investors. Yeah. For people wedding. who are listening <laughs> who don't know what they're talking about, I feel like you should go catch up on the episode of Circling Back. Yeah, we talked about Firefest quite a bit. Very fun episode. We got one more email here. Let's do All it. Right. Hey, Dylan. Glad to see you're back on the airwaves. Question for you. Work is very hectic for me and will be for the foreseeable future to the point where I spend part of my weekends working. Is it a trash move to forego my buddy's bachelor party? It's in Milwaukee and I live in Chicago. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on this one. Um, Milwaukee to Chicago is not far, correct? It's drivable even? I think it's like two hours, maybe less. Okay. If it's less than a two-hour drive... It's like an Austin to Houston type and your buddy And your buddy invites you to his bachelor party. Work, have, being busy with work is not an excuse to miss it. Not at all. 
You can make one night at the bachelor party. I presumably. disagree with you on this, actually. Okay. So I think there's a lot of factors here. How close are you with him? Also, how like important is work? And are you for are you being forced to stay there? Like I've had to miss bachelor bachelorette parties in the past year because of school and there's absolutely no I mean I had to put my career first so I think my friends understood that and they were really nice about it um but I I think if it's something that's really important to you if this is like one of your best friends then like Dave said you should try to make one night if it's only a couple hours away but at the same time if they're also one of your best friends and you really can't miss work they should be understanding of it if you're just like i i didn't get enough work done this weekend and i'm gonna or this week and i'm gonna do it this weekend and that's my excuse but i mean sometimes people have to miss stuff i it, it also kind of depends what you do for a living right if you're obviously if you're an on-call brain surgeon you can't you know you can't go drinking with your buddies out of town but if you're selling insurance like that's not no, not that there's anything wrong with that career. Yeah, but if but your boss is going to be like a shit. huge prick to you because you didn't get stuff done on the weekend that he wanted to, you to, and you, you better just, plan ahead and get that shit done during the week. And you're not missing my bachelor party. If you and if you do, I'm going to be very upset with you. I I disagree respectfully, okay. but yeah. I think you need to read the situation with your own friends. Hopefully, your friend is understanding. Maybe you can just make a night. No, walking to Chicago. Don't forget that's close. It's you don't have to get on a plane and go to Cabo. It's a short drive. Hour and a half, actually. Hour and a half, Dave says. Or you could take the Hiawatha, a train, also about an hour and a half. You could get some work done on the train. That train probably has Wi-Fi. I'd have to think so. It's 2019. Yeah. Okay. We have one final voicemail. What's up, guys? It is Dicato coming at you live from the Carolina Shores. Uh, quick question or topic. Um JBLs or speakers listening to music while you're on the golf course. Trash or not trash? Sorry if it's been covered before. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. Music on the golf course. Dave, obviously you can chime in here. So I know you have something to say too. Um, I I think I have a general rule for whether or not it's it's kosher to have you know loudspeakers on the golf course. If it's the kind of place that requires you to tuck in your shirt at all times, like a stuffy country club type place, um, I think you you need to keep the music turned off. Maybe almost like $100 or more for the round. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just the kind of environment that they expect everything to be, you know, kind of old school and traditional. And little, you know, punks, you know, pulling up to T-Box, blaring. Post Malone. Post Malone. <laughs> it's going to be frowned upon and they're probably going to tell you to turn it down. What about you personally? Does it bother you? No. I actually really enjoy music on the golf course. I really do. Um, Aren't you... I mean, you're paying to be there, though. So, in my opinion, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, if you're if you're having to tuck in your shirt and it's a nice country club versus, like, a Muni course, like, blast music at the Muni, don't at the country club. But also, you're paying a lot of money to be there. You should kind of earn the i mean but don't there, be blasting and disrupting other people but, but I there think, are still rules and etiquette to the game right yeah you pay you might pay 150 dollars for a round of golf but you can't go you know driving the golf the golf court on the green for example there's still stuff that you're not supposed to do you can't it's not just a free-for-all just because you're you paying ever, a lot of money have you ever done like a, a nine for nine 
Where you you drink a beer per hole? No. Have you? Uh, yeah, I have. How far did you make it? Eight holes in. You made eight holes in, huh? It was one of the. That's you must have probably been the only like. <laughs> I've never actually golfed. I've just rode along. That's uh, hard to do. It was very difficult, and also we were at a very nice country club, so probably not the move. Name names. Where were you? We were at Birchwood in Harbor Springs, Michigan. Okay. I couldn't do nine for nine. I pee so much. That's just too much. That's too much liquid. Especially when the people who are playing are like basically hitting par every time, and so it was done in an hour and a half. It was. Yeah, that's too much. That's another story for another time. I'll tell it off air, but um, I think I think you can still have fun. But don't be disruptive to everyone around you. Also, be mindful of your volume. Right. That, that's what I'm up, saying. If you're pulling up to a tee box and people are about to hit in front of you, turn it all the way down. Right. But if, if you're with your friends and you want to play music, to me, I think, and again, I'm not a golfer, but I think that's fine. But like you said, like be respectful of the people around you. Don't be blasting stuff with profanity in it while you're at a tee box really loudly disrupting other golfers. I've got a pet peeve. Okay. My buddies back home who I play with when I'm back in Dallas, they pretty much run through the same playlist every time I'm playing with them. Like they've got a golf playlist and it's like Randy Rogers. Who that, is it? Yeah, no, there is a lot of like mid two thousands Texas country. Troubadours. Yes. And yeah. it's the same and they don't update it. And I'm not gonna be like, Hey man, you mind I don't I'm not gonna tell somebody to change it. Put posty on, dog. Another thing we know that's what you want. Another thing they don't do this, but when people, they've got music and then they, you know, we're at the turn, they pull up to the clubhouse and they leave it blaring. It's like, dude, you got to yeah. turn it down. Oh, that's not. I don't thing. want people looking at me. When you're near the clubhouse, you got to cut the music. Yeah. That's just, that's just low rent. Absolutely. Don't do that. You got to be ready. When you see the marshal. What was the last time? Just be a respectful human being. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Dave, when was the last time you played in a uh, scramble shotgun start tournament? Uh, it's been a few months. That is a situation where I think Everyone's no matter where music. you're playing, it's probably everybody's doing music. Yeah, everyone's doing music. Those are it's usually those a boozy event. Favorite things. Those are the do. most fun. I have one coming up in March. Actually, I'm jealous. I'm emailing with my boys right now about it. We're getting a team. We're getting a squad together. It's an annual thing. It's actually the the goat hat I always wear. It's on the table right now. It's part of the us. Dylan starter kit. Yeah, the goat hat. Um, it's from that tournament, and it's so much fun. And it's just a big drunk music fest. It's it's a blast. Best things ever. Nice. Nice. That wraps up the, the questions, guys. Wow. I did y'all have fun? It's already done. Did you have fun? I had a great time. Dave, did you have fun? You, you, this is your first producer job. Yeah, it's second nature to me. <laughs> Dylan, are there thinking. any questions you're, you want people to ask? Like any things that you're also willing to answer on air? Um, I think we hit some a lot of wedding talk. Wedding talk is always a popular question from uh-huh. everyone. There's nothing I'm Relationships. particularly I'm looking for. Um, I just as long as it's relatable, it just if, if we're gonna get good conversation out uh-huh. of it, then we're gonna talk about it. I mean, if you have a question, what do you think we should talk about? I'm I'm down to talk about whatever. I I can give you the advice I have. I don't know that you'd want to follow it. I really but enjoy social norms, social etiquette type stuff. I think social etiquette, mostly because I think there's a difference in opinion between you and I. Sure. Um, maybe that's a gender thing. I don't know. Uh, I know that there'll be a lot of wedding talk. I feel like that's the the stage in life that we're in right now. Yeah. A lot of people you, going to you weddings. You can always speak to kids. I can always speak to dogs, you know, with Rosie and everything. 
Um, I'm, I'm down for hypothetical would you rather situations. We have opinions on everything, even if we're not like... Even fun stuff like yeah. an MFK, but with other stuff. Or, sure. Or would you rather... Whatever or, you want. I think it's going to take two or three weeks, but I'm, I'm ready for unhinged Sally. Once she really she'll, starts, she'll going. settle well, in. Well, I'm I'm pretty low key right now because of the whole thirty. But maybe when I start eating carbs I'm again, sick of the whole thirty. We need that insulin I, spike. Yeah, when I start eating bread again, that's where I'm really going to go off the rails. Don't forget to follow us on social media. It's at Mailbag Podcast. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mailin Podcast. Classic. Yeah, Mailin Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And again, there's a link in the bio on each bio. That takes you to a form to fill out if you want to write in or hit the hotline, 888-362-MAIL. It's M-A-I-L, 888-362-6245. Sally, you want to drop your handle? Sure. It's S-A-L-L-Y-J-U-N-G, Twitter and Instagram, Sally Young. Sally Young. Dave, how about you go ahead and do it? Too? At DC Ruff on Instagram, at D Carter Ruff on Twitter and Snap. <laughs> do people still have Snapchat, Dave? That's so embarrassing. That's how I interact. Yeah, I stopped plugging Snap. It's I, not, I took it out of my I bios. think I still have it, but I deleted the app a long time ago. Whenever Kylie Jenner told me it wasn't cool anymore. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah. She. I think when she said that, she their stock just fell through the floor. Snapchat. She did. She killed him. That was cold. It was cold. With one tweet though, she could bring it back. That's true. Isn't that crazy how that works? Maybe that egg, the record-breaking egg, could bring it. Dude, back on that in the Firefest doc, they paid Kendall Jenner two hundred fifty grand for one post. That's nuts. So basically what we're much. saying is we want y- y'all to go subscribe so we get to the top of the chart so we yes. can be influencers and make $250 million for one post. Go to iTunes, find us, subscribe, rate it five stars, review it, and then tell a friend. Because the next Firefest, Dylan wants to be there as an influencer. Absolutely. I yeah. just want to be, That's I want to have the option. That's the dream. That is the dream. You want the villa, not the tent. I want the villa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had like one villa. Yeah. It was a tight villa, though. It was a tight villa. That could be us next year, guys. All right, let's get out of here. All right. All right, see you next week. Bye.